the Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K radio on Twitter. Back with another Broncos Blitz podcast, a 2-0 episode of the Broncos Blitz podcast as the Broncos beat the Oakland Raiders 20 to 19 in comeback fashion. Going to recap the game and talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that stood out to not only myself, but also Sean Drotar, who joins me on the Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, you've heard Sean on the podcast before, and you can follow him on Twitter at S Drotar and Drotar spelled D-R-O-T-A-R. Sean? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, a, a very good win for the Denver Broncos. And I tell you what, a good win that can be enjoyed with one of those great 70 Colorado beers on tap at Tap 14. So hopefully you left the Broncos and then you went on over to Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip and a jump away from Coors Field as well, too. Uh, we'll be talking about the Rockies in, uh, well, future podcasts as well, too. Uh, you can catch uh, Sean on the Blake Street Irregulars podcast. That's the podcast you host. That's Rockies uh, uh, centric and of course uh, a podcast that many are tuning into as the Rockies make a run. But of course that being Caddy Corner to tap 14 70 Colorado beers on tap 100 Colorado distilled spirits and Chef Andrea Varela and that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Follow them on the web tap14.com that's tap14. Dot com. Of course, us on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio at Estrotar, where uh, Broncos get a win 20, uh, 20 to 19 over the Raiders. Comeback win. Case Keenum, two in a row. Uh, finally answering the question can this guy win you a game? The answer is yes. I, I suppose that's a way of putting it. You yeah. disagree. I I think he can do it. I don't think the part of the problem is, of course, he wasn't terrific in the first half. Maybe that's part of the reason that they were down. So. I, I think it can be multiple things. I think that Case Keenum can be a, a guy that can maybe lead you back, but he's he also wasn't fantastic. Uh, look, through these first two games, Keenum has had more in common with the guy that was not at Minnesota. Prior to Minnesota, when you look at completion percentages, quarterback rating, uh, the interceptions, sure. it's a little more similar to that. Now, I don't think he's exactly the same way. I don't think he's uh, a fraud, and everything that happened with Minnesota wasn't real, but... He hasn't necessarily popped and uh, popped out of the Minnesota and turned into Tom Brady yet. He's not that guy. He has made mistakes. He does make mistakes. But uh, the team is starting to believe in him. They realize that they can get the job done late. In the Broncos' case, they shouldn't have had to get it done this late. And they're very fortunate that John Gruden made a horrific play call in the fourth quarter not to kick a field goal and instead uh, go for it on fourth and one. And on top of that, made it worse by deciding to roll out dump off to the fullback was the good plan. But regardless, uh, a win is a win. When you only had five last year and you have two in your first two, you'll take it. Well, and I, I always say that the difference between a six and 10 team and a 10 and six team is games like this. These are the games you should win. And I, uh, we're going to look back on this game at the very end of the season. And, and nobody's going to remember that they barely won this game or they're going to see the W and that's all that matters. So they are two and oh, it's the Broncos blitz podcast, of course, presented by our friends at tap 14, 1920 Blake street, just a hop, skip and jump away from Coors field and tap 14 on the web, tap 14.com and our friends at pro football focus. Want to thank our friends at pro football focus, new friends to the program. Of course, pro get 20% off your subscription using the promo code pod 20. Speaking of 20, that's how many points the Denver Broncos scored in the second half and all together because they got shut out in the first half. What changes 
were made at halftime that you saw were, were super glaring that allowed them to be more uh, effective in the second half? Because no points in the first half. Three first downs, that, they were terrible uh, 70, in the first 70 plus yards, and might I re- remind you, 53 of them on one run by Philip Lindsay. Second half, all of a sudden, they look like a new team. I, I think there were some adjustments, and if you're talking about things that are promising from year one to year two to Vance Joseph, it's this, because very rarely were there adjustments mm. last year Good in point. any of those yes. particular games. There is here. So they, they adjusted. They realized you needed to do shorter, quicker passes. They needed to make sure they, they kept... Um, moving the ball through on the ground. They did have 28 carries to 35 passes. When you're behind, that's a pretty good ratio. They're definitely committed to the ground game. So I think they adjusted. I think they adapted and they, they made more makeable throws for Case Keenum to hit. The truth of the matter is we've seen it in two games. Case Keenum is not that accurate going down the field. He's just not. And we, we saw the balls float on him. We see a couple things like that. He's better off with the, the short, quick passes. The Broncos made sure they facilitated more of those for him uh, in the second half. And I'm totally okay with the death by paper cut strategy here because this is not... Well, that's the new NFL. This is the new NFL. And this is a, a team that is not going to push the ball downfield. But certainly they started to open it up a little bit more in that second half as the offensive line gave Keenum and the offense a lot of time to work. And... Look, let's chalk it up. I think Khalil Mack on that Raiders team, Denver doesn't win that game. But no. they couldn't get the uh, the 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 offense uh, off the field. Denver controlled a lot of the clock in that second half and certainly uh, effective enough to where uh, they can win the game. So a, a big win, a win is a win. Uh, I don't believe there is such thing as a ugly win or a, a good-looking loss. Really? It's a win, it's a loss. Wow. Period. I, I End think, of story. I think there's good-looking I tell you what, not I will say this, not in the NFL, not in the NFL where every game is is so crucial and it hinges just on wins and losses. But that's another topic for another podcast. Uh, What did what did Denver do to bottle up Marshawn Lynch? Because I uh, talking to different individuals, some thought Marshawn was a little bit more effective than others. I thought he was they, they did a very good job at Marshawn Lynch. Uh, as far as containing well, him. Yeah, he only averaged 3.6. and a long of 11. Yeah, and, I think and this you can is one of those, well. And this is one of those situations, too, where I think if Oakland was going to win, it was going to be because Marshawn Lynch had a stat line of 20, 25 carries, a buck, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, were you impressed with the stoppage of Marshawn Lynch on that Denver defense? Yeah, absolutely I was. I think that was very good, and I think it was a major part of the reason they won because – the Raiders got ahead. They were effective. They could have been churning out the clock. Uh, that was something that basically would have you know, doomed Denver. So, uh, they look, they stacked the box against Marshawn Lynch. They weren't terribly afraid of, of Derek Carr. That was obvious. They left Amari Cooper in single coverage, and the Raiders were able to get over on them with that. They were at times. Uh, Carr only had three incompletions the whole game, and Amari Cooper had 10 catches on his 10 targets for 116 yards. But the Broncos seemed to be willing to bet that that hookup couldn't necessarily beat them if they stopped the the Raider running game. And they did stop the Raider running game. Uh, 27 carries for 92 yards. That's only 3.4 per and the one touchdown by Lynch. Yeah, it, it, you touched on it a little bit, and I do want to get into it. Uh, the Denver defense, the depth at corner. We've talked about it in previous podcasts. Uh, let's call it like it is. It's not good. It's not good at all. Uh, is there a solution 
to this because I just don't see one. Not during there's the no, season. There's nobody no. in free agency. You're not going to uh, progress Isaac Yadam quick enough. Maybe, I guess, in week eight, Suwa Cravens comes back if he's healthy, if he's even effective. But safety play isn't know. necessarily where the problem is. Exactly correct. And Cravens is a safety. Is so. this one of those things where Denver's just going to have to buckle up because this is going to be a problem all year long? Yeah, they're going to have to scheme around it. I think we saw way too many receivers running wide open. And, and nobody, by the way, was immune to the criticism. Not Chris Harris Jr., not Bradley Roby, not Tremaine Brock, not Pac-Man Jones, nobody. The, the Raiders ran all over the place, even on those short routes, and were able to get open very, very quickly. So that's a big-time concern for the Broncos. They've got to find a way to tighten that up because teams aren't going to sit back and camp on seven-step drops and wait for the big pass to come open. They're going to be getting rid of it long before that because that's the only way to derail that Denver pass rush. Of course, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. Where can they follow you, Sean, and your work? Uh, S Drotar, S D R O T A R on Twitter. You can also catch me every weekday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. on Mile High Sports Radio. That's locally at 1340 or 1047 FM or streaming live, or you can get it on the podcast any way you want. Slice and dice it on milehighsports.com and the Mile High Sports app. And of course, we always talk about milehighsports.com where there's all kinds of content for you to read as far as if you're a Denver Bronco fan and you want to check out some of that fun stuff going on, do that at milehighsports.com. Who, going now into this Baltimore game, uh, because Baltimore is on a long rest. Of course, they played Thursday night. They did not look good. Um, who really needs to step up from the Oakland game that maybe just didn't perform as well as you thought that could be the difference in that Baltimore game? Uh, Chris Harrison, Bradley Roby. We know that Joe Flacco can get the ball down the field. We sure. know that he basically has unlimited range with his passes. Uh, the, he's had a good start. Look, they're one and one, but he's completed 65% of his passes roughly, almost a three to one touchdown to interception ratio. He's been very good. And the Broncos can be exploited that way. So the pass rush is going to have to get after him. But I suspect every team for the rest of the season, you're going to see them doing a lot of short, quick passes. I don't expect the Ravens to be any different. Uh, It is incumbent upon Harris and Roby to make sure that they keep those guys in front of them. And even if they make the catch, make sure they stay in front of them. And of course, we'll be talking about that Baltimore game all week long on this daily Broncos Blitz podcast. And as we do every Monday, read off some of your headlines. Of course, you can follow Mile High Sports on Twitter. We'll quickly go through these. Mason on Twitter says it's Case's Place. Your Monday morning headline, hey, Case Keenum is 2-0. and Uh, Glenn says kicking and screaming out of Broncos Stadium. They need to figure out this name thing, Sean. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, well, I just call it Mile High. But oh, that's all I do. The, the stadium? Yeah, I don't care about that. Uh, Drew says winning ugly. Broncos stumbled to two and zero. Certainly was a uh, you could characterize uh, characterize as a ugly game. Uh, and Trader says believing in Keenum. Now also on our Twitter at Mile High Sports, Domingo says one of the guys who really stood out to him was Philip Lindsay getting the hundred plus. Says kid is a warrior and continues to prove the world wrong. This Philip Lindsay kid, we keep talking about him, Sean. Uh, you can't say enough about this kid. And he, and I'll say this, and I say this with the most respect. This kid is annoying humble. I mean, he is so humble that he is annoying. I, I want to just stick a recorder in his face and say, kid, brag about your day because you're a hell of a, you're a hell of a player. No college undrafted free agent has ever had a start to the career like Philip Lindsay had his. 100 yards from scrimmage in his first two games. 
In this case, uh, with the Broncos, last time he split carries, literally, they both had the same number of carries and the same number of yards. Not so much against the Raiders. Lindsey with 14 carries, Royce Freeman with eight. I do not think that Lindsey has surpassed Freeman. I think that really is a, a committee. I think both of these guys are going to be in a committee when they need power, when they need speed, when they need someone to get into space. They're going to switch them out. I don't know if there's any other running backs that need to be on the field, but they're essentially every imagination that you can come up with that has any sort of play call that either Lindsay or Freeman can suit it very, very well. In this case, it's Lindsay, and he is fewer than 10 yards out from the, being the league's leading rusher through two games. And you won't be surprised about that if you tune into this Broncos Blitz podcast as we do it each and every day because we've been on the Lindsay bandwagon for such a long time because this kid, uh, truly, I, I, I truly believe you can't replace some of the things that Philip Lindsay has, and that's the heart, the work ethic, uh, just the drive and the passion to just be great. And this kid is really showing it on the football field. It's a Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. And of course, Coors Field hosts uh, or home of the Colorado Rockies. The Colorado Rockies, a team that you cover, Sean, on your podcast. Tell us about the Blake Street Regulars. Oh, yeah. Well, this has been a lot of fun. We do it twice a week uh, covering the Rockies. Obviously, it's been a phenomenal year as we record this podcast the day after the Broncos win over the Raiders the Rockies will face the Los Angeles Dodgers in LA with first place directly on the line That's the Rockies are only a half game ahead of the Dodgers and yeah. here they are for three games it's a it's about as big a series as you'd hope from time to time again you'll hear Rockies fans say I just want them to stay relevant in the football season I just want meaningful baseball in September well they're in first place in their division with about two weeks to go how's that for meaningful uh first place Broncos in the AFC West First place Rockies in the NL West. for first place. Uh, with, by the way, first place. A really dangerous <laughs> looking Kansas City team. Well, be sure to tune into that Blake Street Irregulars podcast hosted by Sean. And of course, you can find that at milehighsports.com. That's it for the Broncos Blitz podcast, our daily podcast. Broncos win 2019 over Oakland. I'll be back tomorrow and in days coming. Of course, I'll be in the locker room. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. And of course, Sean S. Drotar on Twitter and Follow him on uh, his work at milehighsports.com. we got all kinds of great Broncos uh, content from uh, Justin Michaels to Rich Kurtzman, TJ McBride, Zach Seegers, our whole team at Mile High Sports just does a tremendous job over there at milehighsports.com. And that's where you can find the archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. Milehighsports.com.